So now let's talk about what we're going to do to make sure that we're as successful as we can possibly be. And that includes on our end, right, which is all the things we just talked about, picking the right medications, but it's also improving compliance with therapy. And one of the best ways to improve compliance with therapy is to make sure that the patients are well educated. This study showed that the vast majority was dissatisfied with the information that they received from their healthcare provider. Another study showed that overall knowledge of acne is extremely poor. You know where people are getting their information these days. Um, very short TikToks, for example. And 85% presume that if they just had the willpower to control their diet, they could either reduce or prevent their acne. They think that increased water consumption is going to make their acne better. I'm sure that came from the bottled water industry. And they also think that if they just ate more fruits and vegetables, they would be able to get better. So a lot of this stuff is coming from the internet again. And although we are unsure of uh, dietary changes that might make acne better, we know that uh, there are a couple of poorly done and uh, inconclusive studies that show that reducing intake of non-fat or low-fat milk products and consuming a diet which is low glycemic index and avoiding the use of whey protein may, may be helpful. So this is fairly easy because it's, you can always recommend to your patients that they consume a diet which is a low glycemic index. It's after all a healthy diet, uh, but the whey protein avoidance, as far as I'm concerned, is the most important thing. I have many patients whose acne got dramatically worse or failed to respond thanks to the use of whey protein during uh, weightlifting training, for example. So when we're managing our patient expectations, which is absolutely crucial, we wanna to talk to them about their concerns, about the effect of their disease and their treatment. Let them be heard. Let them interact with us as much as possible. Um, make the, let them make choices. You know, if you're on the fence between one drug and another, why not let them make the decision? Teenagers have control over nothing and you've given them control over their acne treatment. They're more invested and more likely to use their drug. We wanna make sure that we highlight that improvement may only be seen long haul, that this is, uh, this is going to take a long time for you to get better. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Be realistic about the outcomes, uh, especially short-term. Emphasize the need of control of act active acne to reduce developing the sequelae. That statement comes from patients who come in with a lot of acne, but also a lot of hyperpigmented macules from their acne. And many of them don't care about treating their acne. They care about treating their spots, right? And you have to kind of convince them that both of them need to be treated. Otherwise, then the pimples are going to create new spots. So <clears throat> you want to make sure to emphasize the need for overall control of acne. You want to emphasize the role of anything that might be modifiable, like scratching and poking, uh, adherence to their medications and reducing the development of sequelae and the improvement of their acne. And also we can discuss management options for sequelae. Frankly, I don't meant discuss that on the first visit or even the second or maybe even the third. Once we have things under control is when I want to start talking about what we're going to do to fix problems which may be permanent or semi-permanent. 
I was honored to be part of a panel of expert reviews from around the world that was which was called the PACE panel for personalized acne consensus of experts, right? And we talked about the goals of treatment. And our goals of treatment were to get our patients to clear or almost clear with a minimal number of adverse events, to prevent sequelae, and also to improve our patients' quality of life as much as we can and to reduce the disease burden. We recommended overall early intervention to prevent sequelae, early aggressive therapy with combination regimens that target those four pillars of pathogenesis of acne, right? Picking one from column A, one from column B, using as many medications as you can get away with to hit the patient hard from all directions and use of topical retinoids in everyone to make them better and as well to prevent scarring or to treat scarring over the long haul. How are we going to optimize adherence? That's a difficult thing. We, we can do our part, right? But how do we convince the patient to do their part? Well, I think, first of all, listening to your patient and obtaining buy-in for the treatment plan. You know, there are people, for example, who are morning people or evening people, asking a morning per, asking an evening person who rolls out of bed at the last moment in the morning to put three things on in the morning and wash their face is ridiculous, right? So you need to listen to your patient and make sure that you are suggesting a treatment plan that's actually gonna fit into their lives. You wanna keep it simple, stupid, right? Uh, once daily dosing if possible, fixed combinations if possible, as few administration rules as possible. So picking an oral medication, for example, that has no rules that go along with it. Like you have to take it in the morning. You, have to, you, you can't take it with food, right? So as few rules as humanly possible. Preferably utilizing a medication which has a rapid onset of action so that the patient see right away oh, using this medication is going to make me better. I can see that now. A uh, product with good tolerability so that that moment of the crisis of confidence doesn't happen. They don't have a problem with uh, bad tolerability issues uh, before they actually get better. And finally, set expectations. Your average teenager thinks he or she is going to be better in two weeks on acne medications, and that's simply not going to happen. So you sort of have to erase the entire internet and tell them the truth. When should you refer to a dermatologist is a question that often comes up. Um, if you're not sure of the diagnosis, that's not going to happen to you very often, of course, because you're dealing with younger children. But with older patients, we have to, the difference between rosacea and acne can be quite different, difficult. Uh, I think in patients with very severe acne, it's best to just get them off your hands. Anybody who's scarring either physically or emotionally and people who are failing conventional therapy. 